there, ladies. Welcome to In the Nitty Gritty, a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. You're about to join conversations that speak to all the hats we juggle as we navigate this road of life as gracefully as we can. Wearing our favorite leggings, a messy bun with mascara and lip gloss on, we are holding our sippy cup filled with coffee that keeps us running to all the things so we can enjoy those little moments that make this crazy journey oh so worth it. Life is busy and full and messy, rewarding, challenging, ugly, scary, and so not perfect. But the dreams we have are vividly wild and we are going to make them our reality. So hoosh up your leggings, ladies, grab your coffee, and let's get real. And now your host, Melissa Rose, who's a little dramatic at times. And by times, I mean all the times. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. You know, when you leave a conversation and you just go, man, I feel so great. My world is so good because you got to speak to that person. That is exactly how I feel right now. I just finished up my call with Angela Manella Hoffman. She is a studio owner just like me. And you guys, my day is great. I got to speak with Angela, so I'm so excited for you to hear her. But before we dive in, we need to do my favorite thing, a listener shout out. This review is from DAE0104. She says, the best use of my time. So Melissa must be my soul sister. Every little nugget in her short podcast episodes resonates with me, and I find myself saying, yes, girl, really the best use of my five minutes. Thank you so much for that very kind review. If you have not left a review, I have a fun offer on the table. Here's what you're going to do if you would love to get on the phone with me. You guys, the podcast is growing, and it's always fun to see who this resonates with, and I would love to get to know you. So what I'm offering is a 30-minute phone call through Zoom, so where I get to know you. But you have to do these four things. First of all, you need to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Second, leave an honest rating and review. Then I want you to screenshot that rating and review and put it on your Instagram stories, tagging in in the nitty gritty so then I can show you out as a big thank you and then come on over inside my Facebook group in the nitty gritty for boss babes and bring that screenshot in there so others can see it as well you do all four steps and I'll put you in a drawing for a 30 minute phone call with me so we can get to know each other talk shop talk business talk kids whatever it is so if that interests you get to work hey there guys have you stopped over at MsMelissaRose.com? If not, I invite you to come over today. I get asked this question all the time. How in the world do you do it all? With five kids, a single mom, and two businesses, how do you manage to stay so consistent? Well, I created a freebie for you called my five top tools for consistency. And these are tools that I use every single day in my business, you guys, to help keep me accountable, to help keep me on target, and to help grow my business. And they are shared there with you in my five top tools for consistency. So go on over to MsMelissaRose.com and pick up your free copy. Now I'd like to introduce to you my very special guest. Angela Manella Hoffman is a studio owner in Fridley, Minnesota. She owns more than dance and has been in business just over 10 years, just like I have. It's been so fun to watch Angie grow and scale her business and now become a mentor to other studios. I really think you're going to like her raw and real advice in how to handle entrepreneurship, being a mom, and all the nitty gritty that comes with it. 
She's a lovely soul, you all. I think you'll enjoy. So sit back and listen to the beautiful Angela Manella Hoffman. I asked everybody this question right off the top. Yeah. So what did you want to be, Angela, when you grew up? I wanted to be the first, the first lady. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I wanted to be the president's wife. And here's <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The first lady, because I thought it would be so fun to plan all the parties. Like, I didn't want any of the, like, responsibilities or anything. But I remember at three years old thinking that I wanted to be the first lady, because then I could plan all the parties, wear all the cool clothes, and people so would who like. was the president when you were three years old that you would think to think, like, I want to be the first lady? Like, who told you that? <laughs> I have no clue. Isn't that crazy? I have no clue. But I was born in the 70s, so, gosh. Yeah. I didn't know I was having a history lesson. I'm sorry. Somebody had to have told you, like, at three or yeah. four, to be like... Yeah. The first lady. <laughs> crazy? I know. When I think about it, like, that's a little bizarre, but. You know. Fun. Well, well, you do. You plan beautiful experiences for your students. Thank you. And I've learned from you over the years. We've never really officially met, but we our paths have crossed through different things. This is kind of the beauty of podcasting, y'all, is that I get to meet these people finally and get to get to absorb their wisdom. And I've listened to Angela on the podcast that you've been part of, Transform yeah. My Studio, and have gleamed so much wisdom from you through that. Oh, so um, you. it's very, no, genuinely, I was like, oh, I got to do that. Oh, I should have her come down and look at my studio. Oh, <laughs> make sure I do that. So learning from everybody. Okay. Tell our audience, I know you, I know you as a dance studio owner and teacher and mentor, but tell our audience here, these are a lot of mompreneurs, solopreneurs, people who are starting their business. So tell us about your journey a little bit, what lights you up and how you've evolved a little bit. Sure. So I started out as a child actor. I did Barbie commercials and I was always running off to the theater. I went on tour with shows while I was growing up and was always dancing, but also acting and singing as well. And once I got a little older and got out of college, I was working professionally at theaters around the area, the Guthrie and different places and got my equity card and all of that. And I was freelancing, teaching dance at different studios. And one thing that I kept coming back to is that a lot of the times these studios, I didn't feel like they were representing our students in a great way. I didn't like the fact that dancers' stomachs were showing and some of the moves were totally inappropriate. And um, it just really bothered me because I feel like I've been given a gift that I can help bring a wholesomeness to mainstream dance, if that makes sense. So it doesn't have to be just, you know, a wholesome kind of studio, but everything we do is wholesome and family friendly. We don't allow our dancers to, you know, shake their booty to something that was really important to me. And then my husband found a space about 10 years ago and I wasn't doing theater then. My son was young and I wanted to be home each night. And little did I know that I would never be home each night. <laughs> I'd be teaching every night. But so we opened the studio with one location. And then now we have three studios. And I feel like there's certain things that something has to go sometimes. Like you can't be everything at all times. So there's been times where I've been really working on my business that I probably haven't been working out as much as I should. And there's been times that I've been home with my family more that I haven't probably done as much with work. But I just don't know how people can do everything all at once without burning out. 
<laughs> Does that help at all? Absolutely. Speaking to clients, that's where my clients come in is that overwhelm. Like I am doing yes. all the things and yes. trying to narrow down what really is going to work for your business and your family. And it is when you're first starting out, you're just doing everything. So was there a time in that journey, Angela, that you were like, okay, something's got to give, or there was a nitty gritty moment that you just like, okay, I have to do this differently. For me, it was my divorce where I just had to decide to do something different. So what was it for you? For me, it was really a little over a year and a half when my mom died. Hmm. And um, she was my very, very best friend. I realized at that point, family is really the most important. I don't want to give up my marriage. I don't want to give up my family. If I have to shut my studio, then I would do that. But that was kind of my nitty gritty moment. And then all of it after that too. So, you know, it's been hard because she was my rock really. So without her has been challenging. When did you branch off into your growth? So you say you have three locations. Well, we have three studios. Yes our location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was about, um, about five years ago, I started working more on the business with a coach mm-hmm. and, um, that's when it really grew exponentially. And I think one of the things that I love about you, Melissa, is that you help people really break it down. And I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So like knowing that I can calendar block out an hour for myself each day, or that I can block out. I actually, I block out when I worry. So, oh, I love that. Well, I have so much, like I have clinical anxiety and I have so many times that my brain just keeps going. So I have a block of time each day that I set aside just to worry. So when something comes into my head, I'll say, okay, that's going to bother me, but I'm going to deal with it at noon from noon to 1230. I'm just going to worry. And then usually when I get to that time, it doesn't even like, I don't even need it. You know, I don't even need the time, but it just helps me to like put it somewhere else for a moment. That is so interesting because you're a woman of faith. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that, I mean, we're kind of told not to worry that that's. No, I know. I know. I think it's very funny that you are like, nope, I'm going to worry about it then. And then then it's not there to worry about anymore. And it's funny. Right. I don't know. It's, it's helped me so much though. I mean, I have my times that I pray and I go to mass every week and, you know, things like that, but, and I'm not great at it. There's times that I, you know, worry when I shouldn't, but it really helps. It feels like you have a little bit of control, even though I know you don't subconsciously it makes me feel like I do. So I love that by setting it aside. You're like, okay, I'll deal with it later. And then usually it's like already resolved or it's already calm enough. Right. And then you can focus on other things to get the other things done that need to get done. But I think time blocking is so essential for all of my growth. And also I feel like what's been really hard for me is when I first started, I was teaching about 30 classes a week. And this past season, I taught about 12, which was still too many. Mm -hmm. But once I started letting go and like taking a day off each week, it really helped the business grow. And I was thinking, you know, here it's going to shut down things because I'm not doing it, blah, blah, blah. But it really did help the business grow. So I have certain days each week, like on Wednesdays is family night. So I never do anything besides be with my family Wednesday night and on Sundays. And those are really the only two times that I really can do that. So it's not great. I mean, I know I should be 24 seven, you know, with my family, but it's not really realistic. So for me, those are the things that work. Tell our audience, you have kiddos. What ages are your kids? My son is 12, and then I have two older boys that have lived with us for the past six years from China. So we have kind of an extended family of people. (laughs) 
Awesome. And then I come from a family, I'm the youngest of nine kids. Okay. So I have a big Italian and Irish family. So, you know, family is super important. We're always in each other's business and telling each other what to do and, you know, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. What's keeping you busy? Um, just trying to get the studio all set up for the next steps. It just finished a, a series that I'm doing on teaching to the camera. Yeah, just getting ready for summer camps and all of that good stuff. I want to hear more about teaching to the camera. Tell me yeah. So I have had a lot of experience on camera as an actor. I started acting professionally when I was about eight and I've done about like 300 commercials and things over my time as a adult and performer. So when we had to move to all these Zoom classes, I noticed that there was a big lack of difference in training for teachers who, you know, are used to teaching in a studio where it's so big and it's so different teaching on camera. So I developed a program that is seven different sections on how to teach to preschoolers through a camera, how to teach to special needs students through a camera, um, just like little tips and tricks and techniques and stuff. That is so cool. So when is that going to launch? It is. It has launched. I did a soft launch, but I'm tweaking it all the time. And so I want to add more to it, especially like musical theater and things like that. But yeah, so it's been out now for maybe a couple weeks with a soft launch. Whatever happens, we're going to have to go back online at some point in something. So it's good to know, you know, know how to do it well. Very cool, Angela. So you did that all recording in your studio? Yep, I did it all in my studio. So it's a number of stand-ups and then it's some of my classes, especially with my preschool students because I created my own curriculum called Moving with the Moose. My husband is a musician, so he's writing original songs with me. And so it's this whole preschool program. So some of the videos are me actually talking into the camera, doing like the Magic Fairy wake-up game and all these little things that I do in my classes as well. So some of it's just... Like you can take it and use it. And then some of it is just talking about how to do it. Awesome. So where can people get that? It's on my website, morethandance.com, M-O-O-R-E and dance.com. And then it says teaching to the camera. So you can just recall. Yeah. And with it right now, I also do a lot of work with special needs dancers. I have been for the past 15 years. So I wrote a 15 page handbook on how to set up a special needs program in your own studio and how to t- take them to competitions, some things to look forward to, how to find teachers for special needs students. And that's all included with it, just like as a little extra gift. So very yeah. cool, Angela. Wow. Okay. So your mom passed away a year and a half ago. And that was kind of your nitty gritty moment. Grief is such a beast, right? It comes at different moments, but was there something that you did that got you through, you, you mentioned time blocking, but it doesn't have to be business. It can be, it can be anything. Like I'm a big person of consistency. Like, was there something that you just found yourself? Like, I have to do this to keep myself going, taking the next step forward or any wisdom that you could share there for people that might be going through something similar. Yeah. I think what I had to realize for me was that God would take care of me. I had always spent, especially the past couple of years, I had spent so much time taking care of my mom that when she, and not just physically, but just emotionally and mentally and worrying and all of that. And so allowing God to take her, not take her physically, but allowing her to be with God spiritually was a big realization for me that I don't need to worry anymore. She is where she's meant to be. 
but it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. But for me, I always, every Sunday I go to mass. I'm Catholic. And that to me is really, really important. That consistency, if I miss, like, I really don't miss a week of mass. Generally, I go twice or three times a week if I can. That's my most consistent. It just, it's like going back to the ballet bar for me. It's like grounding back into what I know that I need. What's one thing? I know you do many things, Angela. We all do. But like one thing that you're like, okay, I have to do this in my business because I know it moves the needle forward. This is the one activity that does not get deleted, gets blocked out. Well, I don't actually have an activity, but I found a space. I created an office in my dance studio. And I, that was a huge game changer. Like I never had my own space in the studio. I would do my work either up at the front desk or, you know, wherever I could find place to do it when nobody was there. But when I added my own office, that was a total game changer because suddenly I was not in other people's space. They were in my space. So, I mean, it always was my space, but I could control and put up barriers more for myself so that people couldn't just come and ask me a question, you know, while I'm walking down the hallway, or they couldn't just, you know, bring their kid in and start telling me about everything. I created some physical boundaries that also helped with emotional and time boundaries and things like that. So if you don't have a space, I think that's something really important to get, even if it's one table that is just yours, that you can do your work at. Okay. So do you work on business at home then? No, I work at the studio. Do you have that boundary there that home is home and work is work? Yeah. Sometimes I do work at home, which is not great. And I'm working on that, (laughs) but my husband is so great about reminding me that I should (laughs) work at work. And I am so lucky because I have a fantastic husband and he, you know, he cleans the house. He does cooks dinner, does all of that. So I'm really, really blessed with that too. But I really love to work. I'm kind of a workaholic. I love it. So yeah. for me, it's not, you know, taking time away from something else. It's, it's kind of fun. Right. So. Exactly. I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. They love their work. That's why they do it. And it, it feeds them. And right. something at work we can kind of control. We have a lot of, we're <laughs> able to control because it makes us happy and all this. Like, so it does all those great things for us. And Sometimes a family we can't control. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like sometimes my son, you know, just doesn't want to be around me, but I'll go into the studio and three-year-old little kids yes. like, want to give me hugs. So, <laughs> so yeah, where am I going to be? No. Okay. As a mompreneur, could you share a nugget of wisdom? You've given so many lovely things already, Angela, but um, yeah. somebody who is maybe starting out, maybe you're two, three in their business. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a quote. Maybe it's a resource or a person. What would you recommend to them? Yeah. Well, one thing that I love is the daily greatness planners. There's one called the daily greatness business planner. And that's the one that I've been using the past three or four years. So what is great about it is it allows you to time block, but it also takes you through each week. You have to reassess your week. So there's some questions about like, how did I show up this week? What could I have done to be a better leader? What kind of things just in your own philosophical and like thinking back on your week. And then for the next week, it will take you through each day and like one thing to focus on each day, one question, like, how am I going to innovate today? Mm -hmm. And you write down, you know, or what three empowering words am I going to use? So for me, that's been huge because it's not only a planner, but also kind of a guide. 
as well. And a journal. Does it journal a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have it? Do you have that one? No, I don't. I'm all- <laughs> <laughs> it's but, um, great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And you have like journal time and then it takes everything into 90 days, which is huge. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So then it tells, you know, each quarter, then you go through and you, you know, plan out the next quarter and it has like a place for year long goals, three year goals, monthly mm-hmm. goals. It's just great. And I like the physical. I like to have something to write in. Mm-hmm. So that really has been a game changer for me. I'm not so good at following a schedule. I'm not, I'm not great at that. So that's something that I keep trying to work at, but it's great to have it and try and attempt. But that's one of the things that I've never been real great at. <laughs> that surprises me with all that you do. Well, you talked about your studios and then you have your teaching for the camera program that you just launched, which is awesome. You're just a go-getter. It's so fun to watch you. Is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience? Just that I think that you really can go for it. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be people telling you, especially if you're a mompreneur, it's too much. You're sacrificing your family. And yes, you are. But think how amazing it is for your kids to see you in this role. My mom, you know, from the 50s, I have images of her vacuuming the house and heels because that was, you know, she wanted to do all these things. And I'm blessed to get to have a career and a life that I choose. You know, we live in a time where as a woman, you can. Mm -hmm. So I think just keep holding on to that and keep showing your kids that it is a sacrifice, but it's completely worth it. And allow yourself those days where it's really crappy. (laughs) And just know that tomorrow or maybe not tomorrow, but in two weeks, it'll get better and it'll just ebb and flow. So, yeah. yeah. I always tell my clients, enjoy those really good days because they're yes. so special. <laughs> yes. well, here's another little thing too that helps me with that is I save every note of encouragement in like a basket. I look back at like these little letters that people have sent me and things like that. And it just, it really helps. And I work so much with children. And one time a mentor told me that, the way you light up when people see you makes them realize something about themselves. So whenever I see my students or, you know, things like that, I really genuinely light up and want them to know that they're special and they're valued. Because I think we have so many places in this world where everybody's bringing each other down that, you know, if you can have a business that you create yourself that brings people up, Mm-hmm. It's amazing and a blessing and a gift. Yes, I have my feel good folder. I highly recommend yeah. it. <laughs> so any positive email or word of encouragement goes in the feel good folder. There are days, not too many, but there are days that come, y'all. <laughs> well, you can call me too. I'll be happy to encourage you for sure. Because you're awesome. Oh, you're awesome. So where can people find you, Angela? Sure. So my studio website is more than dance and it's M-O-O-R-E then dance.com and you can email me there and yeah I would love to if anybody needs some advice or whatever I will happily help in whatever way I can because we're all in this together amen yes we are thank you so much for your time Angela this is thank great you. Yeah. hey there guys real quick if you are loving the podcast could you do me a huge favor would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it that is the best way for people to find more about in the nitty gritty thanks so much peace